This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. Hello. Welcome to this virtual qualification on Saturday, February 20th, 2021. I'm a food addict from California, and I will share my story of recovery from food addiction. After a moment of silence, I will open with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I'm really grateful to be here today. It's such a privilege to be able to uh, uh, tell my story uh, of recovery and my my story of uh, the various addictions that got me to to FA. Uh, I I came to FA in 2009. I was 51 years old. I had been in 12-step recovery since I was 33 in uh, 1992 was when I first got into recovery for, for in programs not related to food. Um, and, and that wasn't even the start of it, my, the start of me trying to write my, write my path. I, I got into, uh, I started going to therapy when I was 25 years old and really spent from, and that was 1985, from like 1985 until just prior to coming in FA, um, I was in therapy. I mean, sometimes it's not consistently in, but a lot of in. And, um, and I did men's groups and I was a, a seeker and and really what I was just, I was trying to get comfortable in the world uh, because my whole life I'd been, I'd been uncomfortable in the world. Um, racked with uh, insecurity, racked with fear, wanting to be something, wanting to be popular, wanting to be special, wanting to be sort of a standout uh, person. And, but at the same time, underneath it was just this deep core sense of, uh, that I was lacking, you know, that I was lacking. And, um, and I think it, that that's the, you know, that's the disposition. That's the, the inside parts that probably lent me towards being uh, someone who had compulsive behavior, someone who was pre predisposed to, to using things. And, um, you know, I said that I, I, I got into food recovery in, in 2009 and it was almost like a, it was like a last de- ditch effort for me. It felt like it was a, a hail mary of sorts because I'd done so many things and and had had gotten some sobriety for sure. My life was better in 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 uh, 2008 than it was in 1992. I had learned a lot. I had I had you know cleaned up a lot of my behaviors that were harmful to myself and to others. Um, I was a better person, you know, in, in some ways. So it wasn't like I was just 
there was nothing happening. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, there was some there was some significant pieces that weren't shifting. And one of the things that that became, when I came into FA was I was I was just really clear after being in recovery as long as I was that I wasn't getting what other people were getting. That when I when I saw when I you know, read in the big book and you, you hear the promises or you read about happy, joyous and free, or you read about being rocketed to the fourth dimension. Like those are pretty, those are pretty big. That's a pretty high bar, uh, pretty life's changing stuff. And, and I knew that I could not, my life just didn't, didn't have that, those measurements. I couldn't use those. And, and I was sort of baffled by it uh, at, at some level. Matter of fact, a, a story I tell a lot um, in my, my FA qualifications is along the way, I said, I'd like to do a lot of things. I used to, I was really hoping that I'd find a solution in some sort of something easy, whether it be, you know, I used to do, go to body workers and, you know, I did the therapy and, um, there was this one woman I went to and she would, she'd work on aura, auras and, um, you know, I'd, I'd get there and the way she would work is she'd ask me why, what I wanted to know, what, what was, the, what, what was challenging me in life. And, and then she would work on me. And then afterwards we'd sit down and she'd tell me what she learned. And this one time I said to her, um, she goes, what, what do you want to talk about? Or what do you want to learn? And I said, I want to know why the 12 steps aren't working for me. And this was probably about 2005, 2006 in that range. Um, so we, so she worked on me and, and when we sat down, she said, well, you know, my, the answer is very simple. And it's very, she goes, it's, you don't trust God. And it was just one of those moments where you hear something and, and you just know it's true. You, it's like a piece falling into place. Um, and I think it was this combination of like, oh, I don't trust God. And then at this, right behind it, like, what do I do about it? Like, I just did not, not know what to do about it because at this point I had been in pretty serious, you know, I said I'd gotten into recovery in 92 to 95. I was in 92 to 95 and I really didn't want to be there. Like I didn't want 12 step programs to be my solution. I was not turned on by the idea of fellowship. I didn't want to be doing all the things we do. And I was hoping that I could just go in there get some information, get some knowledge and, and go you know, basically go. And I didn't think I was as sick as other people were. So I probably didn't need to do as much as they were doing. I don't even, I mean, I had like, had like a sponsor, you know, by name, but very little contact, very little work. A few years later, I left uh, and it was sort of, it was preordained. I was, I was looking for the, for the, for the finish line. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, well, I wasn't broken enough. You know, I wasn't really, I hadn't, got that first step of admitting powerlessness and maybe I could admit the powerlessness, but I couldn't admit the unmanageability. And so I found my way back in, in 98. And when I say found my way back in, I earned my way back in and, you know, my other addictions or I have addictions to relationships and food, um, sex. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty versatile. I'm pretty versatile when it comes to using things of life to try and get some comfort. And so I've, I um, had a couple of years where I, my, when I left 
come into the rooms where my, my course just started going further and further and further off um, until I hit a bottom and got back in in early 1998. So from 98 to, to this point when I had this session with my body worker, I mean, I'd been working a serious program. I went to went to a lot of meetings. I had a, I had a top-notch sponsor. I worked the steps with them. I could, I, you know, I journaled. I, I did all the things I had. I had my fourth step was at one of those five subject notebooks. That was my, my a fill complete with fourth step writing. So it wasn't like there was, there was I was lacking um, willingness or attention or time, but something still wasn't still something still wasn't landing. And so when she told me I I didn't trust God, and I and I had that that feeling of like it was almost like this despair of what do I do, you know? And I had I've I had this um sort of doomsday uh, narrative I used to carry around with me, like that I was stuck. I was stuck in this limbo. I was stuck between, I had somehow self-willed myself to get sober, but I hadn't surrendered to God. But since I wasn't acting out the way I used to, I was kind of in okay place but I wasn't getting what was needed to get, to get the, the, the fruits, the fruits of recovery. And I'd be like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to hit a bigger bottom. You're gonna have to hit a bigger bottom, which terrified me. Even once I got into FA, it would, it would come back quite a bit. So, you know, there I was. And, you know, at the time I said I had a really good sponsor and I was going to lots of meetings and uh, I had five sponsees. Uh, I could definitely talk to talk, I knew, I knew, I knew recovery, I'd been around it long enough. And, um, and at some level I was in earnest, but, but nonetheless stuck. Now something else was happening along the way, which and it was that food be, started becoming more of a, um, it just started playing more of an important place in my life. Now I say that also by acknowledging that my profession was I worked with food. Uh, I became a, my fir very first job was, was uh, working in a fast food restaurant when I was 17 years old and, um, and proceeded to kind of stay in food. And I spent 23 years working in restaurants and I was a cook and then I was a chef. Uh, my identity was wrapped around food in a lot of ways. Um, I got a lot of attention for being People like, people like cooks, you know, they like, everybody wants to talk to a cook or, um, and, and I was in the, the hospitality industry, which is pretty rife with addiction and, and, and you name it, it's there, um, which seemed to fit. It, fit, it fit me well. And it also, also contributed to me not Sort of not growing up in some ways. I, I mean, I, I, when I came to FA, and I finally, I don't know, if, I don't know, if finally is the word, but when I came to FA, and I, I, that I had this gift of desperation, and the gift of desperation might be different than 
and it is for a lot of other people who enter FA. But it, nonetheless, it was mine, and it was it was it was desperate, and it was a gift because it got me to um, it got me to get into this program. I had known about FA years before I came, and used to used to sit around and rest in, in little cafes with other 12-step workers and as other not other uh, people from my 12-step programs having our breakfasts or whatever, or snacks and, and people, somebody would mention FA and it would be a little bit of a, you know, like, oh, they, you know, you can't talk until you have 90 days or they do this, they do that. And, oh man, they're over the top kind of thing. And so I never, ever, ever considered that FA would be something for me. Um, but lo and behold, when I got here, what I discovered was it was exactly the program I needed. I had, I had um, my my weight normally. I was I've been thin my whole life. Well, most of my life I've been thin, and probably when I first got into recovery, I was about one sixty five, one seventy. I'm at one sixty. I'm at one sixty five right now, so I'm at my weight. That I that I was most of, most of my life as an adult, and and when I got in 1992, I was probably at that weight. When I got into recovery, especially the second time when I got in in 98, I, I had mentioned that food started taking on more prominence, and what that meant for me was more time in front of a TV set, more time home alone. It was it was those were the three put together. There was isolation and TV and food. And they became my, um, the thing I look forward to, the thing I wanted to do, the thing I didn't want to be, to be interrupted. You know, this is back when I had a landline phone, I used to unplug my landline phone because I didn't even want to hear the phone ring. I mean, it would have been picked up by my message machine, but I didn't even want to hear the phone ring. I wanted to just be in this little world and think there was nothing else happening out there. Because even the phone ringing would be, would be a little jolt. There's a world out there and you're not in it. And I didn't want to have that. I didn't want, I wanted the, this, this time that I was going to spend with my TV and my food and, and to, be, to be safe, to be free of like all the, all, the, all the mental stuff I would go through. And it would work. It would work for a bit, you know, you know until it didn't. And, and I had this recurring pattern where, people would call me and ask me if I wanted to do get together. And, and I was very subtle about, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never would make a date. You know, I, I would say something like, why don't you call me later in the week when I'm clear about my schedule? Cause I just didn't want to be pinned down. Um, I didn't. And often what inevitably would happen was it would be Friday night. I wouldn't have plans. And what I would do was I would, um, I'd go out, I'd buy food. Um, I'd get my TV on and, you know, I was, I would watch a lot of sports. ESPN was like my go-to. It was just, it was just a really small world. I, I think about there's a line in the, um, there's a line in the AA big book and around the third step. And it's, a, it's like once we, re, we turn our will and our life over to God and it says, we were no longer interested in our little plans and designs. And I had really little plans and really little designs, but man, I, I just was attached to them. You know, for me, it was like, this is as good as it's going to get. And, and this is all I want. And so all these years of, of being in 12 step programs, all these years of, 
going to the therapy. Hitting 50 had something to do with it too, because there was, it broke through some of the denial that it's just a bigger number. And it's, and it's like, okay, I'm kind of on the back end here now. And I, and also at the time there was the unmanageability or, or there was the food, my weight, my weight would grow. I'd get, I'd put on like 10 pounds and I'd lose a little weight. And then I put on a little more weight. And it was, and over the years, I went from 265 to 275 to 285, not in two, 165 to 175 to 185. And then I kind of settled in around 185. And I'm like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And I'll, I'll wear 34 waists instead, instead of 31 waists and pants. And, um, and I would just live with it. Uh, and then it went up to 195. And then it went up to 205 pounds. And when I hit 205 pounds, um, that got my attention because I'm very vain and I don't, my body does not hold weight very well. I'm kind of, I have a thin frame and my weight goes right to my waist. So the 31s that went to 32, that went to 34, had gone to 36. And I was now, and I was looking at moving out of those 36s. Um, I, my dad's 80th birthday party was in January of 2008. And the reason I know I was 205 pounds because I never weighed myself was that I have four brothers and one of them, we were always competing, always competing about something. And one of them said, who's the fattest? And he pulled out a scale and the five of us weighed ourselves and I won. And it was not the contest I wanted to win. Um, and my oldest brother, cause we're all sort of tall and thin and my oldest brother leaned over to me and said, lose some weight. And, my, and I revere my older brother. And, and that was enough. It was enough for me to, to, from the vanity part, from the shame part, to know I needed to do something. And at the time I was in three different 12-step programs, none of them related to food. I had been to a food 12-step program on a couple of occasions, uh, just kind of dropped in, checked it out. I knew I was using food. I'd been around recovery and addiction long enough to know that I was using. Um, I checked it out, but just wasn't willing, you know, I just really wasn't willing to take, take on another program. So, and I wasn't willing to give up, wasn't willing to give up the flour really, to be honest, sugar, I had given up, I hadn't given it up, but sugar took me off the rails pretty fast. And that scared me. Whereas flour was just, um, the flour product, it's like I always had flour product with everything I ate. And I, the idea of not having it was just like, it was like a no. It was like not, it wasn't, an, it wasn't a negotiating point for me. And, but when I, when I found out I was 205 pounds, my brother said what he said to me. I, um, I don't know, it gave, it gave me the willingness. And so there was a woman, there was a woman in one of my programs who was in OA. And she would, um, so I started kind of calling her and find out what she did. And she became sort of my, 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 she became the person I'd work my food program with through my other programs and designed a little, a little plan for myself with, and I'd call her and, and, and I lost weight. I went down from 205 pounds to, um, I think I went down to 185, which was 20 pounds I had lost. And I could lose weight pretty fast. 
uh, without without a lot lot going on. And I thought that was great, you know, because um, I was back I was back in reasonable pants and my body was looking better. And I thought I looked I thought I looked great. Um, I was very proud of myself. I wasn't charging home um, in the evenings. Actually, I was still was charging home. Uh, part of part of the the um, that TV isolation and food thing, like I would end my days like I couldn't get home from places fast enough, including my 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 recovery meetings, to get in front of my TV set and be eating. And you know, I had my my favorite appliances. I had my blender and I had my toaster, and I would charge home and and, and fire them up and, and and get my food ready. And then I get round two queued up so that I during the commercial I could come back and fire up round two. And um, so even when I was doing my when I was doing this plan through this woman, and I'd lost twenty pounds, I was still doing that but I was doing it with better food. Um, but I was still, I did the same compulsion, the same attachment was still there. So, th- you know, things sort of went on that way. Uh, eventually I, actually, I ended up losing another 10 pounds and I got down to 175. So I'm 50 years old. I know I'm using food. I'm no longer that overweight, but I'm also, I had mentioned one of my programs was with money. I'm now like, uh, I've been out of work for a long time. I've been on dis- work, work, uh, workman's comp disability, unemployment, part-time work for almost 10 years. I'm living in a rent-controlled apartment. I no longer have a car because I can't afford it. I no longer have health, control- health insurance because I can't afford it. Um, my life is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking you know, my little plans and designs and, and still thinking everything's okay. But these three things, it was the, it was the food and the age and the inability to sort of live life and to take care of myself in life that started to scare me. Um, I was frozen and paralyzed around looking for work. I didn't even know what kind of work to get. I was relying on family members and friends to take care of me. And that was part of my illness too, but these were like having relationships with people that really weren't that healthy. When one day I was at a convention for one of my other programs in, in May of 2009. And I ran into, I was I, a fellow of my, a fellow in that program told me he had joined FA. And he said to me, why don't you, why don't you come check it out? And then I was like, well, you know, I'm, I've lost weight and my weight's fine. He said, yeah, but they've got the, they've really got the spiritual part of this, of this, of this stuff down. And I don't know why he chose to say that to me, but it was the right thing to say to me because I knew I didn't have the spiritual part of this down. And I, you know, going back to my body worker who said, I don't trust God. Like I was stuck, you know, I was really stuck and nothing was working. So with his words ringing in my head, that was May, it took me a little bit. I had a couple of, couple of binges with food, a couple of episodes I would call them with food. And, and that's the way it was for me. It wasn't like, I, it wasn't every day I could, but I'd have these episodes and I would, and because they were just episodes, I convinced myself that they're not that, it's not that bad. I'm not as bad as everybody else. And I don't need to do what everybody else is doing. And that was sort of a theme that would play out for me. Um, 
but I went to my first FA meeting in July, 2009 and late July. And pretty much right out of that, the very first meeting, I just had this sense that there was something different. There was something different here. Now I had been to, this is no exaggeration, probably a thousand 12 step meetings up to that point. And so I knew 12 step, it wasn't, wasn't like I didn't know what it was like to be in rooms and I'd been in different programs, but there was something different. Um, <clears throat> so for the next like two to three weeks or I don't know, maybe a month, I just started, I just started going, started going to meetings when somebody would ask me if I wanted to get started, I, I'd say, no, thanks. You know, I'm just checking it out. And, um, but on this, at the same time on my own, I'd start, I was starting to wake up earlier in the morning and I started doing like 10 minutes of quiet time and started incorporating some of the tools I heard people talking about. And then, um, and then later in, in, uh, in August, someone asked me if they, if I wanted to get started and I said, yes. And that was the start. I mean, it was the start of my journey. It was August 20th, 2009. I had a really rough first year, I think for a, 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 a few different reasons. I had been on part of my, one of the ways I was trying to make my life better is I had been on antidepressants for about eight years. Um, it was pretty low dosages. I wasn't even, I wasn't prescribed by a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I asked my general practitioner if he would pres prescribe me something. And he said, why? And I, I said, well, I'm, I wake up scared all the time. And he, so he did. And I tried to get off them a number of times because I really didn't think they were helping me. But I, every time I tried to get off them, it just, my, my mental stuff would spike. And so I got back on. When I came into FA, it's hard to describe that first year. It took me 14 months to get to get my 90 days. I just kept having breaks. Um, and it wasn't so much breaks around flour and sugar. It was more breaks about not being able to follow the protocols. And I was having, and this is, and I'm, and I'm a cook, right? Like I know food and I know how to prepare food. I was having trouble following, like writing stuff down, um, eating it at the right time packing it, pack the right food that I was supposed to pack, um, paying attention to that I was eating the right thing that I said I had, was going to eat at the, at the right. I just had a really hard time. And I had a hard time count, just counting tablespoons was hard. And it felt like when I stopped, when I stopped, and I, I stopped watching TV and that was kind of my, on my own thing because it was so linked. The food and the TV was so linked for me that I start. I started eating dinner at my dining room. I had to clear my dining room table off with all the crap that was on it, and then start eating at my dining room table. My ment my the the mental part of this illness just went crazy for me that first year, and I'd, I I was just having a hard time. Um, about four or five months in, I knew I wanted. I knew that the antidepressants weren't right for me that they just, and they were no longer giving me any benefit. I was just afraid to get off them. So I, I weaned off the last little bit I was on. And I think that contributed to some of the um, difficulties. Just, it just contributed. But what made the difference for me was our tools, right? Like I learned that it's like every tool every day and we do these calls. And so whereas before, when I tried to get off that, that last bit of the, of the uh, antidepressant, so I was like left to myself, you know, and I couldn't do it. Whereas now I had this, I had this toolkit 
and I had these calls and I just used it. I'd carry those phone lists around me. I'd go to meetings and get phone lists and write, put notes on it and write people's names and put descriptions of them. And, and, and I, and I carried those things around with me and, um, and just wor started working this program. Like my life depended on it because it felt like it did, you know, even, and, and at the time I'm 175 pounds, right? Like I'm, I'm at 165 right now. So I'm only 10 pounds lighter than when I came in. So me, my life depending on it was just on something different. It was, I was scared. I was um, just barely sustaining myself. So I felt really fortunate. There's a really, it was a really strong fellowship here. And I got, a, I got a sponsor who directed me towards going to certain meetings and, and I just, you know, I didn't speak for 14, 14 months, right? I just kept standing up and reading tools and sitting in the front row. And, and I thought I had a lot to say, you know, I thought I was pretty sharp and smart. And, you know, I've been in program for, I've been in 12 step for 15 years. I got, I, you know, I got some stuff that you might want to hear, but um, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Um, I didn't have that access. And, and there were times where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. Like there would be like another break and another break. And I don't want to do this. Um, but what kept me here was I had no other choices. I really, like every time I thought, I don't want to do this anymore, there would, a little voice would say, okay, what do you, what do you want to do? And I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't have an answer. I was broke. I tried all the other 12-step programs. I couldn't convince myself that going back to them was going to make any difference because I hadn't, I hadn't, um, and when I say this about other 12-step programs, I want to be clear. There were a lot of people getting well. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like there wasn't, they weren't getting well there. They were. I just wasn't one of them. And, and you know, I just think God works and really, he works the way he works. And, he, and God's patient. And he waited for me to be ready, you know. And, and when I was, put FA there for me, even though on, on the surface it didn't look like it, de it definitely didn't look like, like I had one of my friends say to me, I said, I'm in FA now. And she said, you're not a food addict. I'm like, I said, well, you know what, whether I am or not, uh, this is the right program for me. <laughs> this is, this is giving me what I, what I want. So I, uh, you know what I mean? And that's all, that's what was important to me. And for a long time, I used to struggle with, am I a food addict? Because um, I hear people's stories and I didn't quite, Mine didn't seem as dramatic, and I didn't have the weight, and um, my I just didn't. My story's different, but you know, my story's different in a lot of the programs I've been in, and and that was one of the ways my disease convinced me that, that I didn't really belong. So one of the ways my disease convinced me that was that I'm not that bad, and you know, the truth is I'm that bad. I may not have the numbers. I may not. I may not be as in debt as you. I mean, but I'm that bad. And in the, in the how it works, it says that thing about, you know, there are those who, those two who have grave mental and emotional disorders, but they too can um, recover if they have the capacity to be honest. And I, there was, I remember a moment that I just thought, oh, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people with the grave mental disorders. And it's subtler, you know, it's just subtler. But, um, but I belong here. And, so my story from that point forward is it's a slow journey. 
I remember at one of the past conventions during the 20 year meeting, there was a woman that stood up. Uh, they were talking about the, the traditions. And so these are all people with 20 years standing up talking about, the not the traditions, the promises. And she stood up there and she said, yeah, the promises. Sometimes slowly, sometimes slowly. And I was just like, oh, perfect. And this is someone with 20 years, just, and to me, that's been the F8. That's the F8 uh, story is that you put your food on the scale, you do these tools and your life gets better. And, and it's a long journey. You know, it's sort of the, it's this, it's this, I mean, I don't want to say it's a slow boat because I don't know what it is for everybody. I mean, I see some people come in here and after 90 days, they're like, wow, you, I just see transformation. Um, and I think that's awesome. And my journey has been slower. And, and what I can tell you today is that I have, I have eight years of abstinence. Um, I still work this program the way I worked it from day one. I still do every tool every day. Um, I have a job today. I have a legitimate like adult job where I have a, that where I show up every day. I am no longer in debt. I sat with a, a career advisor, not a career advisor, a financial advisor, and have started to put together a retirement plan at the age of 62. And I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I mean, it looks like I'm way behind, um, but God's in charge. And just the fact that I'm here, just the fact that I'm even talking about a retirement plan is like, I mean, I just didn't have the wherewithal to do that stuff. And I mentioned earlier, I'm at 165. I'm in, I'm in the same size body that I've been for a long time. And the, I mean, just now at this point in my recovery, I just feel like something's opening up for me. And, in, and it's by working the program. It's by doing the tools. It's by listening, right? Listening to other members. It's about reading that 24 hours every day. It's about reading those two pages and watching my mind open up or my heart open up and see something I didn't see before. So I'm like super excited about what, what lies ahead. Um, I know I've, I know I've, I feel like I absolutely don't deserve, um, and I just feel really fortunate that I found my way here because it's easily could not have happened, but you know, God got me here. Um, and I'm grateful for all the people that went before me because all I did, all I'm doing is I'm just tucking myself in behind other people. It's all I'm doing. I'm like, what are they doing? I'm going to do that too. And I'm grateful that people take this program as serious as they do. And they're as committed to it as they are. And there is convicted to it's it, as a solution, right? That this is the solution. And, and I get that more and more. So, um, <clears throat> so thank you. Um, I will now close, I will now close with a moment of silence and the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thank you for listening to this audio recording.
To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.